Hello, hello, beautiful people. Happy the awesome here. Happy hump day. Or at least that's what day it is in our world. It's Wednesday, March 24th. I did not even crack open the book yet as far as our daily reading. And I could feel myself going on a rant just about what the calendar says <clears throat> as I glanced over to look at what the inspirational calendar says today for March 24th. It says, do it with passion or not at all. And I think this applies to everything. I, I fully believe this. Do your job, do your relationship, do your hobbies. If they're not lighting you up and making you feel good inside, get rid of them. <laughs> Find something that does. I feel like that's part of what makes living our best life possible. We have to be we have to be excited. We have to be passionate. And uh honestly, for me, that's part of what keeps me going even on the rougher days is like I am passionate about developing this this space where we can talk about gambling addiction freely, where adults can focus on self-care and I want to help. I can't cure boredom, but definitely impact boredom. So I'm very passionate about my dream and I'm 100% all in. I feel the same way about, about relationships, about life. You know, if, if you're with someone and, and I, I've had this conversation over and over again with one specific fella in my life, he believes the same thing, but yet he's in a relationship where he's not passionate about it. And I'm like, dude, you told me that you need to be lit up. Why are you doing this? It's going to end badly. I will tell you, it will end badly. And I warned him in the beginning, but you know, sometimes people got to learn the hard way. <laughs> At any rate, let's do today's reading. Here we go. Abigail Van Buren says, people who fight fire with fire usually end up in the ashes. Ooh, I wonder if this will be a spinoff of our argument conversation this week. How did we get so convinced that our way is usually best? That surely didn't come from a lifetime of constant success. How did we get fixed in our thinking on a given issue? Not from a track record of first exploring all other alternatives. This rigidity probably helps us survive childhood. But now it's a wall that isolates us. It closes our minds off from the ideas that are more in keeping with where we want to be. And it closes us off from people who we would like to be with. In recovery, we're noticing others who are not so fixed in their thinking. They don't pass judgment or criticize quickly. Their tranquility is obvious, and we want more of it. Their openness lets them hear more from others, and that is a way to, to knowledge. This sentence doesn't be good English. <laughs> Neither was that one. Their openness lets them hear more from others, and that is the way to knowledge, change, and growth. Okay, it was me. We find that listening to others is now a blessing, not a burden. Today, help me be open to the example of others. Listening and being open-minded, right? Those are fundamentals. The how in recovery, honest, open, and willing. And open and willing, to me, are true indicators of being in recovery. There's a fella in our group. He says it almost every time. He's about... 100, 120 days, somewhere in there off of drugs and gambling and everything. 
yeah, his clean date is sometime in November. So I think we're coming up on four months. And he's like, I take suggestions now. Meaning after 30 or 40 years of active addiction, he knew that doing things his way wasn't working. And he just, believe it or not, had a had a sleepover this past weekend. Not him, but his girlfriend, his family. And there was three nine-year-olds and a two-year-old at the sleepover. And he actually said that there was, it was peaceful, you know, because he wasn't using, he wasn't chasing, he wasn't lying. He was with his family. And that's what recovery gives us. It gives us appreciation for those moments. (coughs) Now for me, spending it with four children for the weekend would not bring me serenity in any, in any concept. But for him, and probably for most people who are into the whole children gig, it makes sense. The point early on in this reading is about if we knew it all and it worked, would we be addicts or would we be having a challenging life? You know, that's that's kind of what I hear in this. It's almost sarcastic or... I don't know, the way the reading writes, how how did we get so convinced? It didn't come from a lifetime of constant success. Like, oh, my way hasn't been the right way. How am I learning and growing and changing that? But I guess first we have to have that realization that our way doesn't work. And we and that would lead to a whole conversation around surrender, whether it's surrender to your higher power, surrender to yourself. Like, I can't do this. I don't know it all. If I knew it all, I would be perfect. And if I was perfect, I probably wouldn't be addicted to anything, you know? So it's kind of a cycle and we'll never achieve perfect. There's always going to be people out there or things, you know, that know more than us. It's just impossible for us to learn everything. I noticed I find myself thinking about this a lot. And even just now, as as I was setting up to record, I was thinking, well, I'm not, I don't know everything there is to know about podcasts. My podcasts aren't the number ones in the rating. And then I started thinking about the people in the community who know a lot more than I do. And even though they don't know everything, they're definitely passionate about it, which ties into the reading. Now, for me, am I passionate about podcasting? I'm passionate about spreading the message. And the podcast is a tool for me to do that. Now, for my overall happiness and energy, if I spent all my time learning how to be a podcaster to the level that these people are, then I'm not following the things that I'm passionate about. So I don't need to know everything on that topic. There wouldn't be enough time in the day for me to know the other things I need to learn and know and grow on. That's kind of my point is we'll never know everything. And for me, I'm just finding that I have to focus on what I want to learn more about. I had always said in my my day job career that I wanted to learn about politics, the stock market, and how to golf. And honestly, politics and the stock market did not interest me. And now that I realize that the stock market is gambling, thanks to Dr. Stone's story, I'm glad I didn't learn how. I did learn how to golf, and that counts as self-care. 
And again, I don't know everything about it, but I'm passionate about it and I enjoy doing it and I love being outside and I'm not the best at it. And that's that's kind of how we could live our lives. We can make those choices, do the things that we get excited about and be open to learning about them so that we can either feel better about them or execute better or just grow as an individual. And I do think this ties into the conversation about arguments. Are we, when we're arguing, is it because we think that we know everything? And again, if it was, if there was that constant success or a track record of, of, I can't think of another word for success, a a track record of things always going right because of the ways that we apply what we think we know we wouldn't be in a lot of the positions we're in in the first place. So I guess my my challenge for today would be, are we being open? Are we accepting feedback? Are we listening? These are, these are not new topics for us, guys. Like this is important. This is a reminder that in recovery, we need to listen. We need to be open-minded. I recorded a, a show yesterday for... The Recovery Entrepreneur Show with L. Ingalls, who you guys met a long time ago, maybe September. And we we were talking about the skill of listening and how it helps everything from stress to recovery to business. And it really like lit me up. I could not listen without recovery. Honestly, maybe maybe the college books would have taught me. Maybe my career would have taught me. Maybe I would have got better at it. But where I really learned how to listen was in the rooms. In GA, especially the environments where they don't cross talk, you sit there and you listen. Now, does that mean your mind doesn't race? Or at least my mind still races at times. But as I become open to the idea that I need to be a better listener to not only absorb stuff, but to be a better human being for other people. I practiced and and I'm still not perfect. I don't think I'll ever be perfect at, at listening, but I'm definitely getting better. But there's there's a fella in there that he just he really helped me with this skill. There was a day I was up in I was up in Vermont. I was visiting stores and I was getting ready to go in and it was around the holiday time. And I didn't get to stores often enough to where I could do the happy and the fixing visit. It was always a struggle for me because the people I was visiting, even though I was from corporate and they wanted to see me and they'd be excited and they might want my feedback, I was never going to go in there and be like, you're doing this wrong, this wrong, this wrong, right? Because that then they associate that with that's why I'm visiting. And I didn't agree with that culture in the first place. So... I I was sitting in the parking lot and he's coaching me and I love him for this. I love him for calling me out on my bullshit. He's like, Bobby, you need to go in there and you need to be like, hey, you know, how are you? Make it about them. Ask them what they're doing for the holidays. Ask them how their families are, which was a struggle for me because I don't I don't really like getting personal about all that stuff and and old Bobby was very black and white about this. Like personal shit didn't belong at work. Like your kid was sick, too bad, show up for your shift. I mean, I was kind of a little bit evil in my thinking about that. 
and I find myself with my new team, I'm pretty chill. Like, oh, there's something going on, bad weather. Okay, uh, your your kid is sick, or you have an appointment. I don't, I don't even. It doesn't even cross my mind to be like, how could, how dare you not put this job first? It doesn't even cross my mind, which is really weird because for many years, because I always put my job first. I thought everybody else should. Now, is that working for me? You know, going back to the the success. No, but was I passionate about my job? Always, always. I always did jobs that I really loved. Even now, like I'm trying to figure out what do I want to do if I want to do a part-time kind of gig to to just, I don't know, well, to increase my income, but also as I analyze what I want to do for a job, my thinking is would I want to be a driver because I love driving or would I want to be in retail because I like retail and it would be great if I could do something that counts as exercise. So like if I worked in a really big store and I ran 20,000 steps a day because I was stocking shelves and doing things, maybe that's a better fit. You know, there's that kind of stuff. I'd have to have a, a job that I like. Now, <laughs> of course, I don't know that I'll do this because I'm more passionate about this mission and I hate to take away hours that are dedicated to this mission. So I had to sort that out. But that's neither here nor there. The point is, we should do things that we're passionate about. We should be active listeners. We should treat people like we want to be treated. And we should be humble enough to take feedback. And I hope that us talking about this enough helps you realize that listening could be beneficial to you and your recovery and being open-minded about growing and learning and doing the things. Those are the thoughts for today. I'll remind you guys, we are, we're only five podcasts away from the daily shows not being daily anymore, going back to just our normal Friday routine and maybe me popping on every now and then because I miss it too much where I'm going to burst. So I hope that you will consider, you know, whatever day it is, so like last year's March 29th, March 30th, there'll be two shows a day for those dates. So I hope that you'll go back and listen. I know after talking to Elle yesterday that I need to go back and listen because I was so fired up and excited to talk to her. And as I was talking to her, I remembered I was excited and fired up to talk to her the last time. And I want to go back and listen to her old episode on 321 because we don't learn everything on the first try and at the rate I've been absorbing information sometimes things stick and I can apply them right away and sometimes I hear them get excited about them but then the next shiny thing is consuming me so that's what I'm gonna do I hope you give that some thought all right beautiful people have a fabulous day if you're one of my new folks I know that we're getting a lot of new listeners as we grow, I just want to make sure you know that I appreciate you checking us out and being part of the 321 community. And if you ever, you know, if anybody ever needs anything, um, additional conversation or support, all my, my contact information is in the show notes. I'd love to hear from you. Of course, it always makes me cry usually. The notes that I get are pretty, pretty, uh, pretty emotional. 
So, but you do you, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow.